God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and I uh, hope everybody had a great weekend and all that. Um, you know, I will tell you, I've been uh, watching the truckers in Ottawa and it's quite interesting what's happening because in Finland and Dutch, the Dutch truckers, the Netherlands, Man, I'll tell you, it's it's happening all around the world. And last week I said that uh, I'm really interested in keeping an eye on the uh, French election. And as you know, Leonore is like a fluent uh, French speaker. She reads the news uh, in the mornings uh, with the, uh, you know, with the French uh, publications. And she speaks in French all the time and stuff. It's kind of a cool thing, but. You know, she's, she's following that and the uh, trends that are going on with regard to these protests in the streets. And it'll be interesting to see these large numbers translate into votes. And we can learn from that because Trump had a rally over the weekend as well. And that was quite something in Texas. And his speech, it was a cold, cold night. Yet they set records with attendance. And this is in sort of an off year. I mean, it's not an off year, really, but we're in an election year, but it's a midterm. But Trump is, his support is right there. I mean, as good as ever. And it's not only is it a sign to the establishment that he is the lion bearer of the, you know, holding the mantle, holding the, uh, you know, the lead spot. And like I said uh, in months ago, Tim Scott from South Carolina said, you know, if Trump's running, I'm not going to run. And I like that attitude. And that uh, um, Christy Noem was basically a foregone conclusion that she would just be a veep 
uh, by a couple of reporters that were at, uh, it was uh, Maria Bartiroma, I think, that was talking with her. And of course, you know, you're considered as a Veep candidate. And I'm sure in her head, she was probably thinking, I want to be a presidential candidate. But of course, it's 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 almost a given that Trump is the heir apparent. Trump is going to be. And I, I see Trump looking more presidential. And I think he is. And I think that that's what he's going to need to do to ingratiate the establishment elite while still keeping the support from, you know, the uh, red meat, you know, right wing of the party. And, and I like to think that somehow we're somewhere in the middle of those two. We're a hybrid here. And I, I agree with, you know, basically American first policies. And I don't think there's any daylight between the alt-right red meat and the establishment elite. It's just in the way that you present things. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I, I don't want to see, just like Hillary Clinton is a catalyst to, to turn out the vote on the right, and just like I hear Democrats bailing on Biden, right? D- D- Democrats that supported Biden are bailing on him now. And they're bailing on globalism. The the Democrat governors right now, uh, there was a, a Murphy from New Jersey, talked about COVID and said, we're going to have to learn to live with this thing. We're not going to get it to zero. We're going to have to live with it. Like the common cold, we live with it. Like cancer, we live with it. We beat it. As best we can, we beat it. You know, I dare say, I think there probably was a cure for cancer, but the pharmaceutical industries are so corrupt, they would probably hide that formula from you in lieu of more expensive treatments. You know, that's what we're seeing now with ivermectin. That truth is coming out bigly. John Rich published something and he got all kinds of heat. John Rich did. It was quite uncanny. So John Rich, he says, can't believe I'm taking a whole bunch of heat for publishing something from the NIH that said something good about ivermectin. John Rich's tweet, people getting triggered because I posted findings from NIH. (laughs) What's that about? Do you really want to find a cure or you lose it on purpose? Are you using this to control people? What are you doing? Where's that attitude coming from? Why aren't you happy applauding? Why can't we get together on trying to save people's lives? Or are we polarized in that area too? It's crazy. The left is crazy. I mean, when was the last time you heard anyone with half a brain say to you, we're going to select one of the most important people on earth as Supreme Court justice based on the color of her skin, not his skin. We're going to go with a black female. Newsflash. I heard a big breaking news over the weekend. That the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to uh, get a black woman to replace Tom Brady when he uh, retires. 
I hear he has to retire, though. He has to wait 15 more days or something like that. Or he has to wait till the 15th, a certain date. He's going to get $15 million if he waits until a certain date. I think it's Friday. Something like that. And it's a signing bonus. If he waits till a certain date, he gets another $15 million. <laughs> Man, money is good in the NFL. The woke NFL, right? But, yeah, Tampa Bay, they're thinking about getting a black woman to replace Tom Brady. Yeah, that would work, right? That would work real well. That's the same argument that Joe Biden's making when he wants to replace a Supreme Court justice with a black woman. Now, not to say there are black women that are super smart and they should be considered, but it should be something that is resting on performance, meaning that they, they should pass the confirmation hearings and soundly and unanimously which means that they're probably going to have to be somewhere in the center. But the problem is, and the tactic that they're using, and this is a tactic. Trust me, it's a strategy. They're doing it. They're playing the right as fools. And believe me, we got enough of them. Lindsey Graham is one of the biggest fools on the planet. I'll read you a quote. This fool. Lindsey Graham Lindsey Graham, a monster fool, a monster fool. And uh, let's see if I could find it, though. Lindsey Graham, in February 2nd, 2021, right after Biden's inauguration, there's pictures of Joe Biden and him partying. <laughs> right after that inauguration, right after he used Trump's coattails to get elected, Lindsey Graham. wrote this about Liz Cheney. <laughs> I hate to even say these words because these words coming out of my mouth hurt. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> and, and so if someone were to edit this tape, right, it would be bad for me because this is exactly the opposite of what I believe. But here it is. So I said, immediately after he rode on Trump's coattails to get another six years in office, he also got the uh, South Carolina GOP to cancel their primary to avoid being primaried out. On February 2nd, 2021, Lindsey Graham said, I believe Representative Liz Cheney is one of the strongest and most reliable conservative voices in the Republican Party. She is a fiscal and social conservative, and no one works harder to ensure that our military is well-prepared. Liz knows that a strong America is a safe America. She believes we must confront radical Islam and take the fight to, to them to ensure there are no, nine, no more 9-11s living in the past. In the eyes of many Liz Cheney's, Experience In the eyes of many, Liz Cheney's experience, leadership, and strength are invaluable by the Republican Party. Wow. That's 
Lindsey Graham, right after he got elected, after using Trump's coattails to get elected, and right after Biden's inauguration, he has the nerve to say that. Unbelievable. And just in, just incredible. You know, he's, he's disgusting. But we have to do better as a party. And Trump actually has to win over Lindsey Graham supporters, people that actually buy that BS, right? He has to win over Wyoming Republicans. He has to win them all over to win elections. That's the sad truth. But these are the globalists. These are the neocons. These are the people that have... You know, I just read an article. Bill Crystal, the head of, he uh, used to be the former uh, head of Weekly Standard, the standard for conservatism in Washington, just found out he had been funneling over $60 million to support the Democrat Party in the last elections, in the previous elections, in 2020. $60 million. He helped fundraise $60 million Bill Crystal. He did that for the Democrats. Sixty million for the Democrats. This is what we've been dealing with for decades. Is you know, uh, there's Michael Steele. He used to be the head of the GOP. Just look at what we have right now. Rona McDaniel. She needs to go. I'm telling you, folks. It's it's uh, infiltration. And we have to be careful of that. That's why I'm still suspicious about, you know, a lot of players that are so-called, you know, uh, Republican patriots. I, I am I, I'm skeptical at best. But what is happening over, you know, and what Trump said in his rally speech, he said, God bless the truckers up in Ottawa. And you know what the uh, Canadian police said? Well, the Canadian broadcasting system didn't—they uh, they basically been reporting, underreporting all of this. Number one, but Trudeau is hiding in a closet right now. He's hiding, and what he's trying to sell is the idea that his life is under threat. That these cons- uh, these right wingers are. Uh, they're all wrong in their thinking, and they're they're hurting society. Let's see if I can find that Trudeau uh, clip, um, because it's an it's an amazing it's an amazing post. It's an amazing clip. What he said. Let's see. I think this might be it. I didn't cue this up before the show, and that was my fault. But let's see if we could take a listen to this. The small fringe minority small fringe minority people who are on their way to ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of canadians who have been there for each other who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms our rights our values as a country. The small fringe with their unacceptable values. Let's take a listen again. 
small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable, unacceptable uh, views, views. Uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Said the socialist with a top-down heavy government. It's absolutely absurd, especially especially Trudeau. His father was a socialist too. Privileged silver spoon guy right there, right? In power. I don't know how this guy wins re-election. Everybody I've ever heard, known, met from Canada hates the guy. And you have to look around. You have to look at the French election. The, the Italy, Italian election just ended and nobody knows who won. It's, it's like a disaster. And again, why does it have to be that complicated? Put your thumb in an ink bin. You voted. Count it. It's not that, you know, if you can count beans, you can count votes. But no, they make it all complicated. These globalist socialist pigs make it so complicated computers and wires and all kinds of internet connections and tallies and calculations and pollsters and all kinds of stuff meddling with the data they're violating chain of custody they're doing all kinds of crap it's absolutely ridiculous and they're doing it on purpose just like they're opening the border on purpose just like they're messing up in Afghanistan on purpose to get the refugees on purpose and they're allowing monopolies like BlackRock and Vanguard on purpose. And these people are controlling everything outside of the government. You're paying your taxes, but you're not getting your representation. Because the representatives are beholden to only the people with the money, holding the keys and the strings. To the puppets. They control the media. And the media controls the politicians. They control the money. And the money controls the politicians. It's a narrative. And it's finance. And. Part of that finance goes through China. China. If you want access to the supply chain that's called slave labor. Who cares about the Uyghurs and how we treat them? We need that slave labor. We need to sell the widget for less than the other guy. We need an unfair advantage. You know, the poor and the left have talked about white men being unfairly, you know, advantaged. And that somehow there needs to be equity. Not equality, but equity. See, equality would mean that the fastest runner runs fast and wins the race. Um, that would be equality. But the people that are endorsing equity, uh, the problem here is that they're saying that the reason why the other guy keeps on running faster is because he had better shoes, 
he had a longer uh, time to at the track track and field fitness center to work better. He had better facilities to train in, and so therefore he runs faster. But he had an unfair advantage. So you need to give us a you know we need to shoot from the uh, play golf from the women's set of tees. You know, in in golf, there's three sets of tees. There's the black ones for the experts. There's the white ones for the general public. And then there's the blue ones for, I think it's blue, for the women. Or something like that. Maybe they're red. I don't know. But in any case, that's all recreational. But that's the difference between equality and equity. So I got into this banter uh, over the weekend when they were talking about the Supreme Court justice uh, fiasco. And it was kind of funny until it wasn't. But um, trying to find it. And then we're going to get into... uh, Well, okay. We're going to get get into a couple... A lot of of things here today. But... um, Okay, so this guy Randy Griggs writes this. He tweeted, breaking news, Joe Biden announces he will replace Tom Brady with a black woman, right? That's what inspired that thought that I had. And I thought, that's kind of funny, a little crude, a little bit crude, but I get the guy's point. And then this woman, and she actually makes a good point if you're a radical lefty. And if you're a left-winger, and you're um, uh, maybe she sounds like a black woman. Her name on Twitter is Resista K. And she replies to Randy Griggs, who said that about Tom Brady, you know, the black woman. And he, she says, <clears throat> Randy, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression and discrimination. Okay, that is actually, you know, not a bad argument. I don't agree with the argument, but it's a rational argument from her perspective. The Supreme Court has existed since 1789. In 233 years, there hasn't been one black woman on the court. Does that represent the U.S.? No. It's time uh, whether you're ready or not. And I don't disagree with the sentiment that she said there. I just disagree with the process. Um, and I said, what Resista K doesn't not know, uh, Resista K does not know the difference between equality and equity. Quota-based systems based on discriminatory scoring is fundamentally racist, racist and should never be part of a free society. Today, it's black women until miscalculation and then uh, favors white men and then it's ridiculous. You know, it's a, you, once you get down that slippery slope, it's a bad slope to be on. I think that evolutionary, uh, we have to evolve as people. And things need to be organic. And the government needs, needs to stay out of the way. Now, you know, you could inside, you could, you could inside. If I'm, if I'm looking to hire, uh, uh, um, if I own a moving company and I'm looking to hire some people, and I might, uh, I'm, I'm hiring people and they're walking into my office and I'm looking at them and I see a big, strong guy. I'm, I'm thinking, he looks pretty strong. He's got muscles. He's got height. 
you know, seems to have some common sense. And I don't really care what color he is, but he looks like he could lift a bed, you know, or a sofa or a bureau, you know. And so I'm going to go with that. I'm not going to go with, a, you know, Pee Wee Herman. You know, that's not going to cut it for me. The guy shows up in a gray suit with a blue a red bow tie looking like Pee Wee Herman. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Get my drift? So, you know, if I'm a maitre d' in a restaurant, I'm going to try to hire a pretty lady. It doesn't make me a womanizer, doesn't, you know, but different strokes for different folks. If I'm going to hire a Supreme Court justice, I'm going to go with someone that's an org- uh, originalist, sort of like Clarence Thomas. He's my favorite justice alive today. Scalia was my favorite justice of all time, but Clarence Thomas was always my second favorite justice of all time. And and right now he's my favorite justice on the bench. And I think he's just one of the great justices of all time. And uh, that's Clarence Thomas. I would go for that. Now, if Biden wanted to go with uh, gender and color and all this, like a like a moron, that's fine. He can do that. But why does he have to sell it like that? Why does he have to say it out loud, that ignorance? And the reason why he's saying it out loud is because he wants to scare the right. He wants to take advantage and exploit the, the, the notion, the notion, not the truth, but the notion that he's not racist. When everybody knows that Joe Biden's probably the most racist individual in Washington, D.C., he would cut your throat to save his family or to save find her from going to jail in a second. Just like the Clintons would arc inside you every day and Sunday if you got in the way of their fortune. They don't care what color you are. Equal opportunity murderers is what they are. But you know, the idea is the reason why he's broadcasting it like that is because they're going to get a further left-wing justice as a result of it. They're going to get a further left-wing justice as a result of that. They're, they are. Because they're going to scare little, little cowards like Lindsey Graham into reaching across the aisle and being bipartisan when it comes to a legitimate judge. Never mind the fact that this person's going to be a radical progressive that's going to reinterpret and translate what what the Constitution's all about. For Sotomayor, in the last round of uh, questioning re- related to the uh, mandates, for her to say something about not understanding federalism is ridiculous. Power, More power to the states, decentralized government. But she didn't understand that. She's just that stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's the socialism. You know, the socialism has always been about segregation. It's always been about elitism. It's always been about aristocracy. It's always been about these things. And to listen to Justice uh, Justice Trudeau, Trudeau, Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada, talk about the truckers as fringe and to talk about uh, fearing for his life and telling people that they don't represent 
it reminds me of the Macron situation. Macron recently, in the lead up to that election in France, it's going to happen in April. Macron, what did he do? Macron said that he is really not representing the unvaxxed. The unvaxxed aren't even French. The unvaxxed should die. The unvaxxed should be taxed. The unvaxxed should be thrown in jail. The unvaxxed just don't get it. And that's basically what Trudeau said. Trudeau also said about China that the nice thing about um, communism is it's efficient because you don't have to go through debates in Congress and whatever. Well, Joe Biden's not doing that. He's signing executive fiat after executive fiat, memorandums and executive uh, orders. He's ruling with executive fiat. He, nothing's getting passed through Congress these days. You have uh, the squad gobbling up all the money, trying to be a thorn in Nancy Pelosi's side, uh, and they're acting like a little bit of a union getting paid off for their votes. They know exactly what they're doing and they're taking it all the way to the bank. That's what that squad's all about. Creating some muscle over Nancy Pelosi and getting in on the action financially. Because, you know, if it was just two of them, they wouldn't have enough. Man, Nancy would be wearing the pants. Nancy would be in the, in the, the boss in charge. But because they got seven of them and because the margin was so small, they basically have the muscle. And Nancy has to beg for them to vote for her policy, her radical agenda. The same San Francisco-style radical agenda that Liz Cheney supports. And Liz Cheney's the one woman that uh, Lindsey Graham thinks is so highly of. So <clears throat> give me a break. But the globalist elites, that's what these people are, try to sell, tell you that what you're seeing in front of your own eyes, like the truckers in Ottawa, is something not real. It's just a small fringe. It's not a small fringe. And then he goes and says, I have to hide because this is sort of like January 6th insurrection. They're sort of playing that, right? And the trucker said, we're going to D.C. next. We're going to surround D.C. And we would welcome that. But what they're doing is they're going to use J6 as a, a tool, a weapon, to prevent speech. It's sort of like political correctness or censorship. No, 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 you can't do that again. We already learned our lesson once. J6 was the worst thing that ever happened since not, not 9-11 was... 9-11 and Pearl Harbor to combine, roll them up, and that you don't even still get January 6th. Never mind the fact that they never charged anybody with a crime of insurrection, number one. Number two, they never found a weapon. Number three, the only people that died were died at the hands of people that are walking around the streets free in D.C., like Richard Byrd, the Secret Service guy that worked with Chuck Schumer that shot Ashley Babbitt in the neck at point-blank range, never mind these fools that barricade themselves inside the government because the people hate them so much, 
They're not representing the people. They're representing their interests. I reported last week $290 million in stock trades. 105 congressmen. But Trudeau is wrong. He's lying to people, too. He says this is an idea that was long been established. We know right from wrong. These truckers don't get it. They're stupid morons. Joe Rogan, they're trying to deplatform him off of Spotify. And now they're just making jokes. It's a joke. It's become a joke, hasn't it? But it's not. It's not funny. I mean, how are you going to go rocking in the free world with Neil Young anymore, right? Rocking in the free world? Give me a break. How does that happen when he wants to actually throw people off that he doesn't like? How do you do that? How do you rock in the free world with Neil Young anymore? You can't. If you won't censor the guy I don't like, I won't let you listen to my keep on rocking in the free world, said Neil Young. That was a great meme, by the way. It's another meme. Breaking. Yoko Ono threatens to have her music added to Spotify unless Joe Rogan is removed. (laughs) And John Rich, he said something very profound. He said, many of your favorite country artists that I will not name have fired their bands and bus drivers and tour managers for not getting jabbed. Now. Now? He says now? He says now that we know we can still catch and spread with the jab, will they hire them back? Nope. I'm disappointed in so many people right now, is what John Rich just tweeted. And it's true. It's absolutely true. And another guy writes, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell of 1969 would be utterly ashamed of their 2022 selves. So my point is, there's two new studies that came out. John Rich published one of them. He turned me on to this. This is a five-day course of ivermectin for the uh, treatment of COVID-19 may reduce the duration of illness. You know who said that? I'm going to read it again. It just came out. A five-day course of ivermectin for the treatment of COVID-19 may reduce the duration of illness. Well, that was nothing less than the NIH. This study just came out. It says a five-day course of ivermectin for the treatment of... No, actually... There's another study that just came out. This one was published February 2021. They've known about this. So a five-day course of ivermectin for treatment of the COVID-19 may reduce the duration of illness. Yet CNN would say it's a horse dewormer. And they would lie to the American people. Why are they lying? That is the question you must ask, right? What's the agenda? Why are they lying? 
Why are they lying about Afghanistan and why are they lying about the refugees? Why are they hiding the open open border migrants, the illegal aliens? You know, there was just this new tape release where the CPB, the uh, Border Patrol uh, units, were having they were infighting. And they were saying, we can't even say illegal aliens anymore. We're not allowed to say it. I remember under the Obama regime, when you couldn't say radical Islam, you couldn't say it. You weren't allowed to say it. You'd be fired on the spot because Obama loved radical Islamists, loved them. And you couldn't say that. No. So basically, that's, uh, that's good news. Ivermectin works. Now there's a new study in Reuters. Reuters just put this out. January 31st, 2022. This is on Reuters healthcare section. Reuters. Japan's Kawa says ivermectin showed antiviral effect against Omicron in research. Corrects headline in first paragraph to remove reference to the drug being effective in treating against Omicron in phase three clinical trials. Well, that's not quite true. I mean, that, that is true, but it says, Japanese trading and pharmaceutical company Kawa said on Monday, now they just updated their headline. They're taking it that seriously, right? Little split of a hair. Said on Monday, anti-parasite drug, this is Reuters, Reuters writing this now. Ivermectin showed an antiviral effect <laughs> against Omicron and other variants of coronavirus in joint non-clinical research. Cowell did not provide further details. The firm has been working with Kitasato University, a medical university in Tokyo. See, Japan's not really mixed up in all this like China is and like the globalists are. And the globalists and China seem to have more of an alliance than Japan. Japan is actually like a more civilized country. I think South Korea, too. Um, but China is in bed with the West in terms of business. They've colluded with our Pentagon and Dr. Fauci to get gain-of-function research that ended up leaking out of the Wuhan factory and caused this pandemic. This is like the third or fourth pandemic that China's caused. Yet we somehow keep on allowing them to do this crazy work. Are they that stupid, these Chinese people at these labs? Do they just keep on messing up all the time, killing people and not, and not getting any punishment, getting away with it? Why do we keep going back to the well? Why don't we just isolate and ban China? Oh, because of the supply chain slave labor markets that they bring. Or the 1.5 billion... Uh, people that have eyeballs that would love to actually pay money to NBC Universal's theme park or Disney, movies, Sony, whatever. You know, it's just absolutely crazy that for the love of money, there's enough money to be made in other markets. You don't need to bow to China to be rich. And China is 
behaving like a developing nation, but they are not a developing nation. And yet, the people that run the show in the world, whether it's whether it's the World Economic Forum or Davos or the Paris Accord, all these things are regulators and governing bodies trying to control the playing field to move the chess pieces around to give make winners and losers. Equity, not equality, folks. Equity. Equity is when you actually change the level of the tees on the on the golf course. Remember I talked about that. Equality is when everybody starts from the same starting line and the winner wins and the loser loses. Equity is when everybody gets a trophy. Equity is common core, where if you have 10 students, the course curriculum moves at the pace of the slowest student. Where's the excellence in that? You're understanding that every step of the way, every single policy comes from a philosophy that's rooted in equity. And that is the doggone shame of it all. And uh, Kamala Harris, when she launched her presidency, had basically that audio clip that I had shared with you. Uh, Let's take a look in case we forgot. Let's take a listen to this. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests... Oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. There's so many flaws in that philosophy. That is the left's philosophy. It's fundamentally flawed, folks. Fundamentally flawed. But it's what drives them. So I'm going to open up the uh, phone lines right now. And uh, to talk about any of this, if you want, it's uh, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255, if you'd like to call in to be heard. That's 215-867-8255, if you'd like to call and be heard. I will say one thing. Many of you know I, uh, I got sick, right, over the summer. And... I had uh, major spine issues, right? I had uh, Staphylococcus aureus, uh, some some bacterial infection in my blood that landed in my spine, and I had osteomyelitis, and uh, it ate away my vertebrae, and it did that in rapid form. It did it really fast, like 30 days. I was in so much pain in... July and August and September. Uh, 
Got a caller. We're going to take that caller here in a second, but I'm going to finish this little bit of mine. So um, in any case, uh, so what happened was uh, I was in the hospital for a long time, and I almost died. You know, I was on life support for a little bit uh, because of the uh, the infection um, that was causing major issues with my blood pressure and stuff like that. And um, so what happened is I ended up uh, uh, going home with a pick line in my arm and antibiotics galore, you know, through the IV, and, and I had a hospital bed. Well, I've made a lot of progress. I've been going to the gym, literally. I was on a walker a month ago. But now I'm like off the walker um, I'm ba- maybe a little, like a month and a half ago I got off the walker, something like that. Um, in any case, I got out of the hospital bed and I had a mattress, king mattress, and I was uh, basically not happy with the way that felt because I needed the hospital bed for the reclining and all that. Well, in any case, what happened was I um, st- got a new mattress. And it's going to sound like a commercial, but I've, I've never done this before in my life uh, in terms of uh, doing a live thing. We are going to be making a commercial about this now. Um, but I ended up buying a MyPillow mattress. And I didn't get the foam one. I got the coil one. And it worked great. It is working really, really well. Um, and it's an unbelievable mattress. And I was skeptical because it came in a box. And I thought, I don't do foam mattresses. I've had one in the past. Hate foam mattresses. Hate them. And so, you know, I have what's called severe spinal stenosis is what I have. So I still have major issues with my back. And uh, I needed something firm. And I needed something soft. And so I needed to get a new mattress. And I bought one on Amazon that was cheaper. And I didn't like it. I sent it back. And then I went to my pillow, put in a code word red state, got the 30% off on that. I got 70% off on the pillows and uh, using the code word red state. And there it was. The, the bed came and I've been sleeping on it for the last few days. And I got to tell you, best night uh, sleep. It was perfect. It felt like one of those hotel mattresses. So we are going to be putting together a commercial on this uh, and explain why it's a different kind of mattress. It's actually kind of expensive. It's more expensive than, than I was expecting to pay, more expensive than the one I bought on Amazon that I returned, but it was well worth it. And it's the best mattress I, I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that. I swear to you, I'm not. It is truly the best. Um, and uh, and if you do decide that you need a mattress, consider it. And consider using the uh, code word, uh, the uh, uh, coupon code, Red State. All right. And that's something I've never done. I've never done like an ad where it's live. I mean, today is, uh, you know, January 31st. Leonora's birthday. Let's all say happy birthday to Leonora. Happy birthday, Leonora, right? So it's her birthday today, and um, I'm going to be taking her to dinner tonight. And uh, 
so that's it. You know, it's a, it's a live, this is a live piece. I'm, I'm speaking to you, my truth. And it's actually quite good. I was a little surprised, actually, because when it came in a box and it was foam, I said, I know I'm going to not like this. I loved it. And I'll explain to you more in the future as to why it is so good. Uh, but there's a lot of reasons why it is good, uh, what they did with it. Um, all right, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi there. It's Max from Winnipeg. We spoke last week. Just to show you how far things have come in 50 years. The father was a terrible socialist, Pierre Trudeau, who yes. hid in, they called them zombies. He hid in the, the woods so he wouldn't have to serve in the army. If you look up CBC archives, Pierre Trudeau, just watch me. There's an interview there that he was, uh, he was caught by a, a journalist. And there was a, but we didn't know it was seven minutes long. And the father talks about the rule of law repeatedly. And when the, uh, the young journalist who, who was turned on him said, well, I, I don't like this. There's these guns here. Uh, and uh, uh, the father, Pierre Trudeau, says, I mean, you never hear this today from even a Republican. He says, about four times, he says, bleeding hearts, let them bleed. And then in the end, the journalist says to him, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. He says, just watch me. And he, we didn't wow. know it. He turned his back on him. And the whole country was put under martial law. That's how far things have come, where, where you had a socialist who would talk like that. Anyway, I just wanted to share with you, it reminded me. I had a friend who went to Kelvin High School in Winnipeg with, with Neil Young. So what happened was there's a famous story where the gym teacher named Catchmore Wait, yelled out to sir? Neil, you'll net, you'll net, hey, yeah. Is okay. Neil Young Canadian? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, absolutely. continue. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah, just, just, just look it up. But he went to school at Calvin, the same school that Marshall McLuhan went to. Anyway, so, so by, Neil Young was supposed to come. He got sick. My friend, the, the TV people went to interview this teacher, Catchmore, who said, oh, what a nice boy, Neil. Oh, what a, I've never seen such a thing. My friend was just livid. So he wrote it <laughs> with a friend's name, hoping they'd call him. And we submitted it to the Internet. But uh, anyway, that, that was Neil Young. And it used to be on Wikipedia about Catchmore because he just hated him. He wrote out a vicious song about him. But anyway, that was the, the teacher called Catchmore. And I, I think if you look up Neil Young Catchmore, you'll find it. How do, you spell, how do you spell Catchmore? C-A-T-C-H-M-O-R-E. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, but anyway, but, uh, we, we wrote that up. We put down this, this oddball friend's name with the phone number, hoping that they would call him. But they just put down how, how amazing a, a voice from the past Ray. Anyway, okay, thanks for your work. Thank All right, you. So thank just you. look up CBC Archives, uh, Pierre Trudeau, just watch me, and you'll see his little seven-minute video. Okay, all right. thank you. Thanks again for all your help. Thanks Bye. for calling in. Well, that, that's an interesting call um, from Winnipeg. I think that's, I forget where that is. It's out west, I think, right? Um, or not all the way west, because that's uh, British Columbia. Winnipeg is like somewhere in the middle like Manitoba. I don't know. Quebec is Montreal and Toronto and all that. Ontario, Toronto, Quebec, Montreal. Yeah, something like that. So a couple of things. 
the whole Trudeau thing is kind of interesting because, you know, he's hiding on purpose. He's trying to sell the media that this is going to be another insurrection in Ottawa. And I think it's just that crazy, right? It's absolutely crazy. But there's so much more to it, you know, like um, playing down the truckers. But the truckers are happening all over. Like I say, Macron, oh, one last thing I wanted to say about Macron. The election's coming up. And what he's doing is he's, he's dividing. He's dividing his population. Just like the Black Lives Matter divided black conservatives from black uh, liberals, or socialists, Marxists. Uh, they knew, they hedged the bet that they would get 70% of that vote. And that 70%, they would lock it in. And they would divide the black community. Well, Macron, when he badmouths the unvaxxed and says they're not French, they're not even French, what he's doing is he's hedging the bet because he knows that their mandates have caused, made it so 70, 80% of the French population is uh, vaccinated. He knows that number. Okay, so in France. And what happens is it's that phenomenon, like if you were to go to Amazon and buy an air fryer, okay, and you buy the air fryer and it's a, you know, a gizmo air fryer. And you start to, you like it and you feel like, okay, I shopped a long time for it. You know, I saved a buck. I got a good deal. I feel like I got a good deal. And you try to like, you know, sell the idea that you got the best deal. And somebody else comes along and says, ah, it's probably not as good. It's cheaper, but, you know, whatever. You defend your your honor. You defend your purpose. You defend your purchase, right? And I think what Macron's playing is psychology, where he gets 70% of the people, he sides with 70% of the population, and he supports their choice to get vaccinated. Now, a lot of people didn't even have a choice. But he supports that choice so that people who made the choice to get vaccinated might just try to defend themselves and say, well, I got vaccinated for this reason. or I got vaccinated for that reason. Whatever the reason, he's hedging that bet. He's dividing his nation and trying to side with the bigger slice of the pie. You get it? And, And that is a trick that the Democrats have always pulled. They never speak the truth. They always look at, you know, trial balloons and poll numbers, and they calculate their decisions based on power, not truth. That's the beautiful thing about Trump. It's got him in trouble sometimes, but he's always been on the side of truth. Hey, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. We'll be putting one up real shortly. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper. And grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.